When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that just had to scrap what it had recorded in light of some breaking news. This week on Heart and Hand, breaking news, Yanis Hadji. <laughs> Welcome to Art and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host as always. And I'm joined this week by Mr. Ian Hogg for what we take two from Ian Hoggy, because just as we were wrapping up this week's podcast, came the news that Rangers have signed Yanis Hadji. Yes, you have all your plans in place, and then Rangers release this statement. Rangers can confirm that Yanis Hadji has agreed to join the club on a permanent long-term deal, with the Light Blues having negotiated their option to buy. Full Romanian international Hadji, 21, featured for Rangers on 12 occasions, scoring three goals, including a memorable brace in the Europa League versus Braga to take Rangers to the last 16, as well as a winner against the Birmingham. During his spell, Hadji was able to make a significant impact in front of the Ibrox faithful. He has established himself as a senior international with 10 caps, having risen through the underage ranks of Romania. Twice nominated for the European Golden Boy, Hadji is seen as one of the most exciting young talents in European football. He starred in the UEFA Under-21 Championship, scoring against Croatia and England and helping Romania progress to the semi-finals. Yanis quickly established himself as a fan favourite in his short loan spell at Ibrox. He will join up with Steven Gerrard's squad, when they return for pre-season training ahead of finally completing the transfer when the summer window opens, Sporting Director Ross Wilson commented, We are delighted that Yanis has chosen to continue his career at Rangers. I have had numerous conversations with Yanis and his representatives and he made it clear that continuing with Rangers was his absolute focus. He's not only a huge talent but also a top young professional who is determined to be successful. We are sure our investment in him will be an effective one as we believe in his ability now while also being excited that at 21 years old there is significantly more development development to come from him. When Yanis arrived in January, we quickly developed a strong relationship with him and I know how much Stephen and the coaches enjoy working with him every day. 
The formality of the transfer won't complete until the window opens, but we look forward to welcoming Giannis back to Glasgow in the next few weeks alongside the rest of the first team squad. Finally, I thank KRC Genk for their openness, flexibility and creativity in all of our discussions. We secured an exclusive option in January and in recent weeks we have worked with Genk to find a new solution that works for everyone now given how much the world has changed in the last few months. Steven Gerrard said Giannis is recognised throughout Europe as a young, exciting player, so to have him join Rangers on a permanent basis is great news. I was able to develop a relationship with Giannis very quickly. He is a pleasure to coach as he is willing to learn and become better every training session. He has already experienced the pressure and expectation of Ibrox. I know he is ready for next season. Yanis Hadji underlined his delight at joining Rangers on a permanent deal. I am excited about rejoining the squad for pre-season and putting on the famous shirt once again. There was interest from other clubs, but my priority was always to return to Glasgow and play for Rangers. I really enjoyed my loan spell at Ibrox and look forward to playing in front of our fans very soon. But for now, I hope all of the Rangers fans and your family are staying safe and well. So, Hoggy, first of all, thanks for staying on to do a second show. Uh, no problem at all, mate. It's, uh, put it this way, I'd rather be doing a second show on this than most other things. Yes, well, Rangers, of course, have announced the signing on a permanent transfer from Genk of Yanis Hadji. And I was able to sit and have a quick chat with Yanis uh, just to ask him about how he feels about the move now that he is permanently a Ranger. And this is what he had to say. Yanis, thank you very much for joining us today. This is, of course, big news. Um, do you have a message for the fans then on arrival? The only message I can say is that I can't wait to come back and, and, and play again on Ibrox. You have seemed to have pushed for this move, or, or rather, it's been the, the key number one move you've wanted since you've uh, arrived at Rangers. What was it about Rangers that made you want to stay so much? Everything. Uh, starting from... Uh, the history of the club to uh, the gaffer uh, coaching staff uh, the mentality they, they uh, the club has um, it's just I just feel that everything suits me so that game against Braga in which you were fantastic that atmosphere that night was absolutely incredible. And, of course, it led to your famous line, it's Ibrox, baby. What are the, what's it like to be playing when the whole stadium is up chanting your name and getting behind the team like it was that evening? I don't know. It's, it's really difficult to, to describe such a feeling. Um... When I when I scored the, the second goal, uh, it, it just that like everybody was flying <laughs> on the field. Like, uh, yeah, the atmosphere. It's and I, I never felt something like that before. How have you uh, felt about settling into Scottish football because it's quite a physical league? Yeah, it's 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 a, a it's a really difficult uh, difficult league. Um, it's not like. Uh, you're playing um, like just three, four teams a season where they are just staying uh, just behind waiting for you and you have to create. It's like week in, week out. You just have to always do this, always play against teams that just defend and um, they're also like, even if they draw, it's, it's good for them. So... Uh, it's it's really difficult because you can't just wait 
and uh, wait for your chances to come. And again, you can you just have to go out there and create from the first second until the last. So uh, it's it's difficult. So um, I expected this, but uh, playing now in, in the Scottish League um, makes me believe that it's it's a more difficult league than everybody expects. So. What would you say, because we've seen you play right along the front three, just in behind the main striker, what do you think will be your best position moving forward? My advantage is that I can play uh, most of the the uh, positions up front. I even played as a false nine when I was younger. So um, for me, the most important thing is... Um, the role of a player in the field, not the position, if you understand. Yeah. Uh, so even if I'm right or left, it just like I need I need to feel that my role is to be on the field and create and uh, just have the freedom to to create because this is who I am. So for me, it's more important the role than the position. What are your targets for next season, both personally and in terms of the team? Obviously, the only word you can say is win. This is this is that everybody wants. This is the mentality. Um, but I just I just feel that the journey until there, until uh, next summer, it's really long. So I just prefer to to look, um, try to live the present and do the most out of it. So uh, just. Just going out there on the field in the training camp, give 100% uh, and be ready for the season uh, when it starts. And then just going into every single game with the mentality of winning. And I think we'll be just fine. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm delighted that you've signed. Um, I was a big fan of your dad, never mind. Uh, and then, So now I've, I've had a Hadji top when I was a boy with Barcelona, and now I've got a Hadji top with Rangers on the back. So uh, the family nice, dynasty, nice. yes, the, the family <laughs> dynasty keeps going. I'm delighted that you're here. And on behalf of all the Rangers fans, let's look forward to three or four years of, of great success. So Ian, all very positive. Now, the first thing is... The big question is, do you think he's worth the £3.5 million? £3.5 million for uh, for a guy that went to... Uh, I think he went to Genk for, for a bit more than that. Um, obviously, a bit of a fire sale in, in Belgium. And is he worth it? Absolutely. You look at the, you look at the skill level that he brought to that role. You look at him when he was playing and he's a proper position for him. You look how he how he lifted us against Braga, for example. He's a small guy, maybe lightweight for uh, us older bears, but he can handle himself. He dusts himself down, he gets back on with it, and he provided a spark, I think, for us in some games where we just simply didn't have it, Davey. Add to that, he's a very, very young man, mm. and he's been blown away by Rangers. So he wants to come here, we want to keep him. He undoubtedly improves the squad. He undoubtedly improves the the starting eleven. Um, Three point five million. We could be making some return on that. That's always been my take on it. First of all, and I admit to a bias before he arrived because I'd seen him play for Romania in the under twenties, and I thought he was sensational. He's the standout player of that tournament. 
And I, I was watching it at the time thinking, God, it'd be great if we could sign players. I remember the days, that kind of thing. So when he pitches up, I was excited. And I do think that he has shown more than enough. Because I'm a great believer, Hoggy, uh, that you can't teach talent. You know, you can teach them how to, or learn, rather, how to cope with the Scottish game and thrive in it with experience. But I don't think you can teach talent. And the boy has talent. He's two-footed. He can play a number of positions. For me, and I asked him about it there, the, the key thing for me is finding him the position where he can get the maximum out of him. And I don't think he particularly suits being out in the wing. For me, let's get him in the middle. Let's get him behind a striker. Let, let's let's build some of our attack and play around him because he's good enough. Oh, he absolutely is good enough. And I, I do think that central role, um, almost that kind of advanced number 10, how very, how very yeah, cool. Yeah, listen to you. How very cool. <laughs> with, well, me saying that first and foremost, but actually when I was saying it, I was thinking, we're going to have a guy potentially wearing Hadji 10 in our, stri- in, in, in our team. Uh, go on, Stephen Davis, give him the, give him the number. Um, I think in there, definitely in there, instead of being out wide, and for me, it solves some problems that I think Rangers have had. You know, the the, the almost um, too defensive midfield conundrum, especially in the Premier League. Um, the if you've got a little bit of talent, we're going to stick you out wide conundrum that we've seen. Oh, be it British football, isn't absolutely. It? <laughs> be it Arebo, be it Arfield, be it Hadji. Play players in their best position. Um, and get the best out of the team that we possibly can. And you mentioned it there. It is something that I think should be impressed, uh, that he he has made it clear from minute one that, yeah, I want to stay. And I'm not interested in other, in other clubs. Him and his agent, his agent wasn't difficult. Um, the club have said that there was interest in him from Lazio in particular. There were some English Premiership teams, but he was very much, as soon as he got here, really, he was like, nah, this, this feels right to me. And they knew that they wouldn't have any trouble at all getting the, the deal signed up. I like a player that wants to be here. I like a player that doesn't see us as a stepping stone, that isn't constantly worrying about, right, what are we doing next? And did say, right, no, no, I, I like it here, I'm happy. Because I think if somebody's happy, then you get the best form. And he clearly wasn't happy at Genk. And, no, he was not. You know, so so didn't like it, didn't want to be there, comes to us, falls in love with Rangers. Um, I, I, I'm under no illusions, Davey. This, this kid is a supremely talented football player who doesn't mind a bit of rough and tumble on the football park. Um, and He's, he's, he's shown that in his very, very short time with us, I think he can handle it. Um, as I say, no illusions. This is a stepping stone for him. He will go on to bigger leagues. Might not go on to bigger clubs, but he will go on to bigger leagues, undoubtedly, and more money than we can provide him. That's, I think, just the the, the natural, logical conclusion of what happens if he, if he does very well. But having an unhappy experience and coming somewhere and really taking to it, that's that's gold for a footballer. And to get it so quickly with this kid, to have his dad there when he's, you know, scoring mm. the winner against Braga. That game, yeah. Brilliant. I, you know, and like I say, you know, he's, he, he has fallen in love with the club. He will go, but 
let's enjoy it. Let, let's, as you say, build that team around that position for a couple of years. Um, and the fact that he actively wants to be here, didn't want to talk to other clubs, that is, uh, I've said it, that's gold for us. Um, it's night and day from where we've been for the, for a few years. No, I, I think so. I think it's important for us to get in that sort of young talent. And I do think we, we need to, to leaven it a little bit when the, the players that we're bringing in in the summer in terms of we do need some more warriors, you know, the old-fashioned warrior types. You and I grew up in the 80s and 90s watching Rangers and those teams had these guys and they maybe weren't the most skillful players in the world and Rangers maybe could have, certainly could have with the money we had at the time, gone out and bought. But they had heart and they had spirit and they had drive. But in those teams, you always had your loud up of your gas going and, and that's where I see Hadji fitting in. I think Rangers in the summer do need to get in a few more winners, you know, rather than maybe not the most high-level technical players, but you need to balance that. You've still got to have the special players that can produce the moment of magic when you're up against it. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you would like to think that the manager believes that too. You've only got to look at the start and the living of the folk that come off the bench in Istanbul for Liverpool against AC Milan. Um, I mean, there's some names in there that you would never have thought would have been near a Champions League final. Um, yet, there they are, Champions League winners. So I'd I'd like to think that Steven Gerrard does, does look at that team and does think, do need some more winners. There's 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 a bit of a kind of, you know, as soon as we get a bad result, we do tend to lapse into perennial loser chat, um, which is possibly unfair given where we've been. You know, we're, we're, we're still rebuilding. You, you mean about certain players? Yes. Yeah. Certain players who have come up from the championship or they've come just in the past two to three years and they've got that tag about them. Uh, James Tavernier, for for example. The James Tavernier of now versus the Tav of 2016 is night and day. Um, Night and day improvement, I should say. Uh, But I think there's... I think we could do with just a wee refresh of some of the spine... I think, David, um, he's a magnificent footballer with, I think, the world at his feet that we've just managed to get out of steel. Um, mm. I was just checking as you were talking. Genk paid between 8 and 10 million euros for him. Um, and, and he, and as he you is said, us. Uh, there are other circumstances in Belgium yes, there is. before this happened. But hey, listen, great. We've been able to take advantage of that. Absolutely. And, and, and like I say, if we can get to your word, one or two, maybe three proper dyed-in-the-wool winners in that team. That doesn't necessarily mean they've won stuff, incidentally. That's just a mentality thing. Um, and let's face it, we had it in spades back in the 90s. But of course, we, we won a lot, right? But we bought players who weren't used to winning, but they had the mentality. I'll give you, for example, Stuart McCall, David. Yeah, yeah. Never the most... I'd love a Stuart McCall, I'd love three <laughs> Never the most technically brilliant player, like a Trevor Stephen or someone like that, but he was a, he's a damn fine footballer. But he was a bloody winner. And he enhanced our, he, he enhanced our squad. He, he enhanced our first 11. We need, I think, two or three of those to complement the likes of Yanis Hadji. If that means players going out to fund it, so be it. Uh, absolutely. We've seen that this week. And 
that actually does play into to something I was going to ask you because this I think is the big is this the first confirmed transfer certainly the first big transfer in UK football since COVID began um, I think this is the first time that that a club has announced so it is a, a big move Rangers committing to it and of course it is a time of financial uh, there is a, a a bit of financial worry in there for, for lots of us I think that that, of course, has led to the Scottish press dusting down their favourite story in those circumstances. The whole uh, bit user skin, user going bust. And I noticed at the game that the uh, the idiot's idiot, Michael Stewart, was at it um, in the, the press this week where he was saying that Rangers were... Needed eleven, lost eleven million pounds last year. Needed ten million to get to the end of the season. Where is the money coming from? And despite it being repeatedly explained to him where the money is coming from and how Rangers operate, refuses to listen. It's just an addiction at this point, Hoggy, isn't it? They're addicted to the Rangers are going bust story, and they know that they'll get likes and retweets from the Sevcoholics. It, it, it's really poor, though. Yeah, it's it's Scottish. Football journalism, by and large, um, has gone down the toilet. And therefore, networks like ourselves basically get way more numbers than, than, than we would do. If, if, if we had a national press who were balanced, proper journalists and broke the news and told the truth, then we don't have a market, David, at all. Yet they don't because it's it's maybe Trumpism, if you like, in Scottish football. The, and it's been going on for years. Around um, if you play up to certainly around since you know two thousand ish, if you play up to a certain audience, you will get likes and retweets, and you will have your websites visited and. Folk will listen to your show and so on, so on. With Michael Stewart, it, it is an addiction. It's it's an obsession driven by rejection. Rejection by Manchester United, rejection by Rangers, rejection first time around by, by Hearts. Um, amusing gifts of him getting sent off and slipping and falling in the, the Hearts tunnel. Um rejection by the SNP, um, you name it, it's there, except for the BBC, because he, he fits he fits a narrative, he fits an agenda, um, and he is a useful idiot. And the, ho- the, the whole continual, uh, just in the past two or three days, where's the money coming from? Well, we've, we've told you. I know, but where's the money coming from? No, <laughs> no, we've told you. I know, but where's the money coming from? Sevco. And all that's missing is, is is uh, is including the 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 poor guy in Donegal to go look look I did a Sevco. Mm. He he's one tweet away from that. And what I found ridiculous was his whole attempt on Twitter, and in whatever paper as he, he ghost writes for um, the record, I think um, I, I saw him basically demanding answers. Who the hell do you think you are? So not not only do you not treat us equally because of your agenda, 
because of your obsession. Um, not only do you do you employ Chris Sutton dog whistle type tactics, but now you want to get into um, Ranger. I, I want to be treated like a like a, a special and a professional journalist. You must answer my questions. No, Michael, we're going to treat you like the idiot clown that you are. And we're either going to ignore you or we're going to ridicule you. And you know what? We know that gets under your skin. We know that gets to you because you are a complete and utter failure in life. Yeah, he's a specialist in failure. He's, he's got magnificent experience of it. Uh, there's a reason that Yanis Hadji is appearing on this show and, and won't be appearing on the BBC, for example, to talk about his transfer. And I think that it's because of this sort of coverage where they don't try and bring you anything interesting or useful what they try and bring you is you know Hoggy and I sit down and and do try to analyse the signing and whatnot. my understanding is uh, the signing costs 3.5 million um, 1 million of that up front uh, which was agreed uh, back in January and it's staggered payments so he's coming at it from the whole football manager point of view of if you spend 5 million 5 million goes out your bank account It, it doesn't work like that in the real world. And of course, Rangers have released six players. That's freed up wages, meaning more capital for the club. And unfortunately for people at Michael, this is where things like accountancy does come into play and monies that are due here then set against assets, so on and so forth. And it's very complicated. You either have to go and try and understand it or you have to not talk about it. And that's their problem. But the other problem is, is he has had it explained to him that this is this is why it's all false because rangers have explained that the board how they've covered the funding club 1872 have explained it to him he doesn't want the truth he's decided what his truth is and that that's it i, I said what we should just say is that we've got some oil and we're going to decide how much it it costs that's how he wants the scottish economy run after all isn't it uh, indeed. I uh, don't particularly want to get into politics, David, because, uh, you know... No, it's, it's not the place for it, but it's, yeah, it's, he's, he's it's, somebody that, that... But it that, is like that. It, but it, it is like that, yeah. He does bang on about... Yeah, it, it's back to the whole, here's how it works, Michael. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's how even, as you say, structured payments. I, I doubt there's a transfer in the world these days that doesn't include structured yep, payments. There so isn't. It's only an issue when it's Rangers, it seems, and... We'll explain it to you once, we'll explain it to you twice, we'll explain it to you three times. But if you fail to grasp that, or you just simply don't want to, I'll go back to what I said. Uh, It's magic beans, Michael, and we're going to treat you like the idiot that you deserve to be treated like. Absolutely. And I'm afraid that uh, for Rangers to try and conduct their business based around what people at Michael show up, thanks, would be the end of days as far as I'm concerned. So Rangers have made a statement of intent, though, with us signing Hoggy. I should point out, incidentally, folks, uh, he remains on loan. The, the, the deal can't go through until, obviously, the transfer window. Um, I think it'll be June the, the 30th um, when he can officially sign. And I know that uh, with the, the transfer, I saw some of the initial tweets, people, uh, not Rangers fans, but saying things like, what about the furloughed staff and you're spending all that money? By the time the deal goes through, the furloughed staff will be back. So um, that's just another thing that people are using to attack us. But it is a statement of intent, Hoggy, from from Rangers, that clearly they know that we've got to go on this season. We, we have to win something this season. It really is that simple. 
Yeah. Um, it's a statement of, of, of intent, but it's also a statement of how well I think the, the, the fans are supporting the club um, and in terms of season ticket revenue and etc. how the board are supporting the club. For me, it's, it also points to, and the board have talked about the additional investment. Now, I, I know nothing about this, David, right? But I'm just, logic would dictate, and you know me, I like a good bit of logic. Logic would dictate that if we're signing players, then we know that we're, financi- we're on a financially sound footing. Um, this ain't 2011, summer of 2011. Um, this is... 2020 with guys who care about us at the helm. So for me, that points to that. Uh, Maybe also points to some going out, which I'd be okay with because it's all about the evolution of the squad. And we've signed Hadji on a permanent deal. Yeah, that is. And uh, it does look as though football, if we are to believe uh, the the noises coming from the SPFL and the SFA will start in Scotland, uh, training in June, football beginning in August. What that'll look like, we're not sure at this point. It's pretty clear it will be behind closed doors for however long that lasts. And that could lead to reconstruction. Uh, uh, the latest that we're hearing, Hoggy, is that something that's been mooted is for one season only a 16-team Premier League which would, of course, mean that the no clubs get relegated. The reason for this is that there is talk from the championship clubs that they would have to mothball the league, that they can't play behind closed doors because they don't have a TV deal. The whole reason that leagues can do it is that they have TV money, they'll provide the product, thus get it. That'll keep their turnover going. But for the lower league clubs, they, they're reliant on gate money. Um, this, of course, presents a huge problem for Hearts, who can't mothball because of the level of contracts that they have. So it looks as though they're trying to find a way around it. A 16-team Premier League would, funnily enough, get Dundee in it. Firewall FC. Who'd have yeah. thunk it? Funnily enough, and you've got to imagine it would be a 30-game season. Or they, you know, after after two rounds, they split it and play each other once, whatever. Got a key issue with that, guys. Your Sky TV deal demands four old firm games. The uh, only way around that I can foresee would be some sort of playoff among the top three, because then you guarantee, really, that you'll have the two more old firm games where you're home and away against, you know, first, second and third. And that way you get your you get your matches. But I mean the logistical problem of that is we're told they don't want old firm matches that could be potential deciders. Well, you'd have two massive ones that by all likelihood would. I I'm 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 not gonna put anything by this shower of crooks and charlatans, to be honest. Um sixteen teams does get hearts and dundee in. Great. For one season only, that suggests there's at least four clubs go down at the end of the season. Maybe five, if they have the automatic relegation space, if you know what I mean. Um, I, I, I just go to, what's the point? We we were told, right, null and void wasn't an option, but we're not going to tell you about the potential £10 million charge from BT. Well done, SPFL. Um, then we were told, we have to have outcomes got to have outcomes based on points per games well I'm sorry but 
if you've got to have an outcome that you, you have a winner, then logic dictates that you've got to have an outcome that you have a loser. And hearts, you're going down, right? Here we are at the end of May. They want, they want to start playing. What's that? Two and a bit months' time? And... Now they don't know if they will be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it's it's a complete and utter farce. Um, it's you know it's, it's it's a total clown show, David. And as I say, I wouldn't put it by any of those bams at all. Why not just give Celtic ten in a row today? Um, well, they would if they could. Maybe, maybe maybe that's the easiest thing. And, yeah, they would love to do that. And not yeah. bother with the season and, and Celtic could have a Zoom utter, party. That utter, that, that, utter that would bams, they, you know? they would be very very happy with that. But uh, yeah. It, I mean, there are going to have to be hard choices made um, in terms of UEFA, for example. Will Rangers simultaneously be playing in Europa League qualifiers while at the same time playing in last season's Europa League? There's lots of questions ahead for it. But I think in Scotland that they... I've always said that I think that you can't have a you can't have a race decided where there's still a quarter of it to go. But if you are going to do that, then... If there's a champion, there has to be relegation. You can't have one without the other. That doesn't mean I don't think they'll find a way to do it, but it'll be interesting to see what Rangers' next step is there, because although it's gone a bit quiet at the moment, I would be very hopeful that Rangers are still considering their options, what they can do next. And the end game of change at the top of the SPFL remains vital because they've been showing up the last six weeks as being absolutely unfit for the purpose that they have. Hoggy, just before we wrap up for this week then, um, you've got a, a rather nice story about a Rangers legend I'd like you to to share with the listeners because I think that they will enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, I do. Um, a few weeks ago, I had the honour and the pleasure to interview 83 years young Davy Wilson, legendary winger of Rangers and Scotland, um, he donned the, the, the dark blue jersey as well as the light blue and it was fantastic I, I interviewed him alongside Alistair Aird um, who helped Mr Wilson write his new book which is out now uh, if you want a copy and I would f- I would really advise it I've finished reading it, it is magnificent you can get it on Amazon or uh, other retailers or direct. If you go to Wilson on the Wing on Facebook, you might even be able to blag a, a signed copy. Um, Mr. Wilson was incredible to speak to. Um, he talked long and, and hard about Rangers, about Scotland, about um, booting a certain young Walter Smith up the backside when he played for Dundee <laughs> United. Um, and he talked long and hard about his He's Pigeons, um, which was an interesting turn in the interview. Uh, it's available on our... Heart he's, always, he's always a deny for the birds. Oh, I'll, so I hear. So I hear. <laughs> um, it's available to listen, free to air on our Patreon website. That's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. Just search on Davy Wilson. Um, but I was, like I say, I was honoured and it was it was my pleasure I put the interview out and at the weekend I got a courier delivery to the door and it's a, a personalised bottle of whiskey given to me by by uh, Mr Wilson and he signed it 
I, you know, sent me the picture of him signing, signing it and all the rest of it. And it's, it blew me away, Davey. Absolutely blew me away that here, here's a guy, a Rangers legend that my dad grew up watching and talks about to this day, who scored diving headers at Wembley for Scotland, hmm. who, you know, he went, went to European finals and all the rest of it. He's going out of his way to thank me for interviewing him. Just incredible. It's class. It's, it's that simple. It's Rangers class. And to tie everything up today, that's why guys like Yanis Hadji arrive and fall in love with Rangers because we are bigger than other football clubs. I don't care what league we play in. We mean something. You cannot buy our history. You cannot buy what we've produced, the emotion that goes through those stands. And that's why it's so fantastic to see that uh, it still is the magic, even for those who haven't grown up in it. When they get a taste of it, they realise they want more. So just like to thank our producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Miles. Thank my guest this evening, the wonderful Mr Ian Hogg. Absolute pleasure. I've got one other thing to say, Davey. Um, here we are. Can you imagine 10 years ago starting uh, Heart and Hand? And do you remember Playback Media trying to get Martin Bain to sponsor us? Well, I said at the time we would outlast Martin Bain, and I was right. Uh, as I once pointed it to him in a meeting, I'll be here after you have left, and uh, it turned out to be right. But yes, change days indeed. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next Monday. If you can't wait that long or you're bored and you want some great content, then go to our Patreon site that Hoggy mentioned, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where for just one ninety nine per month, you can get some exceptional content, up to five shows every single day. Obviously, plenty about Rangers, plenty about non-Rangers football and plenty of non-football as well. You will have fun. Go and check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks for listening, folks. Talk to you again next week. Till then, be safe. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.